Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. With Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk of 24-7 Sports. Powered by Taylor Construction Equipment. Whether you're looking to rent, lease, buy, or for service, contact Taylor Construction Equipment today at taylorconstructionequipment.com or call 662-446-1048. Now get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk here with you on a Friday morning. Thanks for joining us here at supertalk.fm or wherever it is that you get podcasts from. We appreciate all you guys out there, our great listeners, especially our servicemen and women out there taking care of us. want to thank our sponsors over at Strange Brew Coffee House and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. Start your day the right way with a trip to the drive-thru over at Strange Brew Coffeehouse here in Starkville or at Brupolo uh, over in Tupelo. feel a little weird, Robbie, if Brupolo was in Brownfield. Would be a little weird, although coffee's brown. It is brown. For the most part. There is black coffee. I would say There's black coffee. Yeah. Well, that's when, that's when you add stuff to it, though. Just in its natural form, yeah. coffee. But the coffee beans are brown. Most of the time, if I had to average it out, coffee is probably going to be brown. Light brown most times, but people yeah. a, lot cream, a lot of cream. So that actually might be a great spot for a uh, a, a Strangeburg coffee house. Brownfield, to as far as I can tell, might be as far north in Mississippi as you as you can find a town that's not in Tennessee. It is right on the state line. What's it close to in uh, Tennessee? It's in Tippa County. It's close. It's between Walnut and Middleton, Tennessee. Okay. So, it's up there. I know where that is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, w- I just went through Walnut on the way back from Nashville uh, a few weeks ago. So There you go. There Wherever you go. are in a great state, you can always enjoy Strange Brew Coffee. It's just a click away. StrangeBrewCoffeeHouse.com is the place to find it. Don't forget, when you support Strange Brew Coffee House, you're supporting a Bulldog Initiative business. So, you're helping Mississippi State athletes every time you buy coffee at Strange Brew Coffee House. College Corner and collegecornerstore.com is the place to find the maroon and white merchandise that you are looking for. Guys, whatever you're looking for, it's if it's Mississippi State, they've got it at College Corner for yourself, for your family, for your car, your te- your house, your tailgate. Tailgating is coming up, guys. If you want to have the best-looking tailgate in the junction, you need some great stuff from College Corner. Two locations in the Jackson area to serve you, Ridgeland by Fleet Feet, Flowed by the Half Shell. You can always shop online at collegecornerstore.com. Restaurant Tyler, Starkville's flagship restaurant. Lunch, dinner, brunch, the best meal in town is always going to be at Restaurant Tyler. Sundays during football season, the line will be long, guys, but I promise you it is worth it to sit there and wait and get into Restaurant Tyler for the best Sunday brunch in town. If you're Robbie, normally you're more of a breakfasty brunch kind of guy, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah. I am too. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it just depends on what time it is. I mean, if I you know, so if, if, if they're serving like brunch at eleven noon, what about eleven fifteen? Let's just put that in the gray area. There. I'm probably getting towards lunch, lunchy time. I yeah, I hear you. But at, I mean, at restaurant Tyler, if it's like eleven o'clock, mm-hmm. I'm I might get like Mississippi River biscuit, which I which I consider kind of in the 
in the middle area anyway because it's got like fried chicken on it. Fried chicken. So yeah, I mean, at eleven o'clock, I'm probably going to eat brunch at Restaurant Tyler. If you start getting to eleven thirty range, I'm probably going to go for the the fried catfish blue plate or fried chicken. I'm not going to. I'm probably not going to uh, discriminate there. There you go. Ah, uh, where are we here? So, well, if you're in the state of town this uh, football season, anytime you want to make a great stop for Sunday brunch, make it at Restaurant Tyler. Sixteen Priority One Bank locations throughout Central Mississippi. Here to serve you. Guys, it's just this simple. When you want to talk about to somebody about making a loan, when you want to talk to somebody about your financial future, do you want to talk to strangers or do you want to talk to friends? I feel like it's a pretty simple choice there. That's why banking locally is just as important as shopping and eating locally. You want to do business with the people you know. And that's what you have at Priority One Bank. If you're in central Mississippi, you are near a Priority One Bank location. Find out more about them today on their website, PriorityOneBank.com. Let Priority One Bank make you their priority. It is time for us to unveil the 2023 Mississippi State Media Poll. This is, I believe, the seventh year of the media poll. Just an idea I came up with uh, one day, and and thankfully everybody has been kind enough to participate in it through the years, and that's what we've got today. We're going to let you know what the people who cover your team think about your team coming into the 2023 season. And we've got a little twist this year. We got a little. We'll have a little fun. For the first time ever, we have the Mississippi State Media Alumni Poll. These are all some a bunch of former uh, people who for they're not former people. They still exist. Um, um former uh, writers and TV personalities that covered the team at one time and now no longer do. But some of some of them still keep up, and as you'll find out, some of them don't. So we'll we'll get into There's a good that. chance that most of them are probably from the state of Indiana. There, there, there's a strong Indiana presence on on the uh, the alumni chart, but we will just dive right in to uh, to what the the current media thinks. So here are this year's questions. As always, predict Mississippi State's final regular season record. Will Rogers needs two thousand four hundred seventy three passing yards to become the SEC's all time leading passer. Does he beat that number this season? Does Mississippi State have a 1,000-yard rusher this year? Who will lead Mississippi State in interceptions this season? We got one answer I can't wait to get to. Will MSU finish higher in total offense or total defense this season? And then the old standbys on the end, the game you think State's going to win, but you think they might be most likely to lose, and the reverse, the game you think they'll lose, but they're most likely to win. Uh, Not a lot of variance on the predictions this year as far as record within the uh, current media. Eight and four was my prediction and Robbie's prediction. That's also the prediction for Paul Jones, Stefan Krajnik, and Sammy Roebuck from WTVA Sports. Seven and five for uh, Justin Frommer from the Commercial Dispatch. A new addition this year, I brought in Rivers Huey from... uh, from uh, 104.5 in Baton Rouge, our, our Baton Rouge ambassador. Uh, she, is, she is the Louisiana Bureau of the Mississippi State Media. Brought her in for this year. She says 7-5 and five as well, as does John Sokoloff, Grace Ibarra, and Cam Dyer, young Cam Dyer, all from WCBI Sports. And then one 9-3 pick, and that's from Steve Robertson over there on Gene's page. Not a lot of, of variation. You know, Seven I, wins I, is the lowest? Yet nobody in the current media went lower than seven. Wow. 
Surprised? Interesting. You're surprised? A little bit, but you know, I I think that speaks to the confidence that a lot of us have, having been around Zach Arnett, the staff, kind of knowing what they have. It's so strange to see, like, kind of the joint thoughts of this media that has been around the team and then the outside people that haven't. Right. Because – and it's not that, you know, we're all homers or anything. It's just – because well, in, the, in the past we've seen guys put – I mean, last year or year before, I can't remember, I think State had a couple of five-win predictions. Mm-hmm. There, yeah. You know, there's been people that have – that have been down on Mississippi State, but everybody's kind of seven to eight wins. Yeah. And I think that tells you kind of what we've seen and what we've heard so far and the disconnect of, that we've seen from the rest of the media. I mean, we could all be wrong at the end of the day, mm-hmm. but I think that kind of tells you where we feel like Mississippi State is right now. As I kind of suspected, my interview with Tom Hart drew a lot of heat on the message boards. And one of the posters, he said it right. He's like, come Black Friday, one group of people is going to look really stupid. Yes. So it's either us or them, and we'll find out uh, who that is. So, yeah, I, I wasn't overly surprised, but I, I guess I was pleasantly surprised that we didn't see a six and six or, or worse prediction. But that's the you know that's that that speaks, I think, to the the fact that we see this team every day, and we, we don't we I I think literally people like you and I who have a connection to Mississippi State, and then people like Stefan and John who don't. They're all seeing the same things, so that, that mm-hmm. gives me some some confidence that our predictions are going to end up closer to being correct than the ones who say last place in the West. All right, I had this next category has an absolutely shocking answer. I can't wait to reveal it to you. So, as I said earlier, our second question is: Will Rogers does Will Rogers get the number of passing yards needed to become the SEC's all time leading passer? Two thousand four hundred seventy three yards. Uh, how many people took this thing? Let me be sure. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Eleven people. Ten out of eleven said yes, he will become the SEC's all-time leading passer. The one no is Steve Robertson. Really? Which I'm, I, I am going to have to go back tomorrow and ask him, because I don't see how it's possible for him to say State's going to win nine games. And Rodgers has less than 2,400 yards passing. So, you know, maybe he thinks that the running game is going to be that good and they're just going to rely heavily on that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, I mean, that's less than 200 yards a game. Yeah. Uh, so what was the number again? 2,473. So he would be right at 200 yards a game if he just got there. Yeah. So last year, Chase Bryce threw for 29-21 yeah. at Appalachian State. And yeah. that was a that was a team that they ran the football 474 times. They passed it 359. Mm-hmm. So I, I personally think State's going to be closer to that number mm-hmm. than what um, – I, th- I think at Central Michigan he was a little more run-heavy. Mm-hmm. If I'm correct on that, I can go back and check. But I think he's pretty just, close to 50-50 up there. But he, he's had one year where he's been like 57% maybe rush. I'm amazed that of all people, Steve said no. Well, it kind of goes back to uh, my, th- my, th- my reason that I said yes mm-hmm. 
it goes back to the fact that I believe that we're going to see so the Central Michigan quarterback and well that was twenty twenty two. I believe we're going to see him kind of pattern his offense around what he has. And when you have a starting quarterback that's been a starter for three years now, about to be four years, I think they're going to rely heavily on Will Rogers. I, I could see a 51-49 split on on the run. I don't know if he'll pass more than than they than they run the football. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I mean, at Central Michigan, Daniel Richardson had twenty six thirty three. Yeah. So, but his last two teams he's had, he's had quarterbacks throw for. The year over 2,500 yards. 2021, they averaged 34 and a half passing attempts and 40 rushing attempts per game. So pretty bad. Yeah. Pretty bad. Yeah, I think yeah. that's it, it would be it would be a little bit of a surprise if, if Will didn't get there. Now I, I think his numbers are going to be down pretty drastically from a you know volume standpoint. But I continue to believe the the yards per catch is going to go up. I think the percentage is going to go down, but I, I think his yardage is going to be solid. Yeah. I think they'll rely on him a little more than people think. Just a fun fact here. Do you know who the backup quarterback was for that uh, that team? That Central team Michigan? Thing? Yeah. Who? Jacob Sermon. Really? Yeah. Who Interesting. Know, committed to Washington out of high school. Of course, that's Peter Sermon's kid. Also, it should point out, I, it looks like, I don't know if Central Michigan was just really good, but I mean, Sermon threw 119 passes that year. So, combined as the backup, yeah, yeah, looks like I I don't know if they just played him a lot or or what's the deal there, but combined they threw for 30, almost 3,400 yards. Yeah, so yeah, I I think Will would have to be injured for that not to happen. I'm just amazed that of all the people, it was Steve who didn't have faith in the Will, in Will Rogers. I got to find he must have misread the question. That's 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 literally the only thing I could think. But we'll see. We'll find out tomorrow. Uh, next question: Does MSU have a thousand yard rusher? For the most part, it's no. I said no, as did Paul, Justin, Rivers, uh, John, Grace, and Sammy. You were a yes. You, Steve, and here's Steve saying thousand yard rusher. So some of what you're saying makes sense. Mm-hmm. You, Steve, Stefan, and Cam all said state will have a thousand yard rusher. I assume you think that's going to be Jaquavius Marks. Yeah. Uh I just I'm going based on what kind of the the trajectory that Jaquavius Marks has Marks has had. Mm-hmm. And they could come out and really split those carries up. And that would change my opinion early on in the season if that happens. Mm-hmm. But you know, judging by what he's done the last three years and those numbers continue to rise for him. I've got to think with the volume of carries going up that he's going to be able to make another jump. Mm -hmm. He only, he ran the ball 103 times last year for 532 yards. So can he double that? That's, I mean, that's, that's, that's kind of the question. He's going to have to double his production there. Not, not really the, doesn't have to really be the carries, but, you know, can he get up to over five and a half yards a carry? And because that's what we averaged last year. And, you know, his carries go up to, you know, 150 plus. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what we're looking at. Sure. And go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, uh, no, I was just going to say, like, I, I think that he's going to have a, a much better season this year. So, he was actually he was closer to he was five eighty two actually I don't know why they don't have the 
um, bowl game factored into their bios, but you have to go back and look at the stats. That's why I don't um, look at bios, look at stats. Yeah, well, it, I like to look at it for their cumulative stats for their career, but if you don't have the bowl game in there, that kind of screws it up. But he had 582. I mean, that almost 600 yards last year for a guy that is not running the ball a ton, his carries are going to go up significantly. I, I, I'm just putting two and two together there. So here's an interesting, another interesting one. Last year at App State, they had four running backs with 76 or more carries, mm-hmm. uh, led by Cameron Peoples, who had 101. So really split up the carries among his backs, right? The year before that at Central Michigan, one back had only one back had more than 37 carries, and that was Lou Nichols, who had 341 carries for 1,848 yards. So which one is Mark's going to be? Is he going to be part of the committee, or is he going to be a Lou Nichols type? I think it's more likely that he's going to be part of the committee, but you're, he does need to be close to like 165, 175 carries, I think. Well, I mean, here's the thing. Last year, he didn't even average 50 yards a game rushing. Right. If, if he's averaging, what, 70, 75 to 80 yards a game? He needs to average 85 yards a game. That, that would put him over 1,000. Is that right? I'm not counting the bowl game. So, 12, yeah. yeah 83, 83 yards a game. Yeah. So, I think that's very attainable. I mean, that that's – he's – I mean, that's so, so almost twice as many yards per right game there? for him. Got a calculator yeah. right there? Divide yeah. 83 by 5. 17. So, he needs – at 5 yards a carry, he needs about 17 carries a game. Yeah. So there you go. And that, I mean, I think that's going to happen. Yeah, I agree too. So we'll see. We'll see. I, I think it's going to be close. I think it's just going to be. He only averaged nine carries a game last year. My question, though, is between him and Lee and Pittman and Davis and Price, it, are, it, does he get 17 carries a game? I don't know that he is. If he, if he is, yeah, he's going to easily get 1,000 yards. I think I, it's, it's kind of. It's kind of the same thing with Will Rogers for me. Mm-hmm. The fact that he's such a veteran on this team. I think they're going to rely on him a little more, just like they are Will Will Rogers. Mm-hmm. So I think while we can, I'll, the only thing we can do right now is look back at what Kevin Barbet did at Appalachian State and Central Michigan, mm-hmm. and that's and we can only take so much away from that because you know while those guys were were good, I mean this is a different conference. These are two guys like Will Rogers and Jaquavis Marks that have been playing now for four years. So maybe a little more veteran than even the guys that he had. And he's coming in as a first year coordinator. I feel like he's going to lean on those guys a little more to make plays for him. And I just, I don't see a committee thing in terms of everybody's going to be equal or everybody's getting the same amount of carries or whatever. Mm-hmm. I think that Jaquavis Marks is going to, to carry the brunt of the, carries and the other guys kind of fill in the gaps but i it's so it's so much easier now to get a thousand yards than what it used to be yeah yeah i mean at mississippi state a place that is has been known for some really good running backs dating back to the 40s there was never a thousand yard rusher until wayne jones in the Mm -hmm. 70s. 70s yeah and then 
JJ Johnson, I think, in the was it JJ Johnson or was it AD? AD broke his record in 09 for a single season. I'm trying to remember the yeah, uh, JJ might have got one in 98 or 99. J, uh, JJ had two, two or not in 97 and 98. 97, 98. JJ had thousand yeah. yard seasons both of those years, but he did not surpass Wayne no. Jones. But my point being, there was only two 1,000 yard rushers for well over 25 years right at Mississippi State and yeah. now i mean the it's it's become a little more commonplace well, Ballard Perkins have done it uh, AD Dixon has done it Nick Fitzgerald has done it Eris Williams i think went over 1000 Kylan Hill has done it so yeah yeah what is like it's, it's just going to it's like you said it's just going to depend on the on the number of carries he gets yeah all right uh, next question: Who will lead Mississippi State in interceptions this year? Pretty, pretty split on two guys here. A couple of other uh, uh, picks were made. DeCamry and Richardson was both mine and I yours mean, picks, along with Stefan Krasnick, uh, uh, John Sokoloff, Gracie Barra. So all of those five picks for DeCamry and Richardson. Are uh, you are you doing any um, any of the guest pickers? Or are you doing that later? That's going to be the second part of the show. Okay, because that'll be more that'll be more about having some fun, I think. Okay, um, Marcus Banks was the pick for Paul Jones, Steve Robertson, Rivers Huey, and Cam Dyer. Interesting. A couple, couple people went out on a limb. One of them went out on an incredibly thin limb. Uh, Justin Frommer goes with DeCarlos Nicholson. I guess he likes what he's seen from him in practice. And then this next prediction, guys. Either Sammy Roebuck knows something we don't know, and she's going to be like on college game day next year, or I don't know where she's coming from. But she picked walk-on defensive back Nicholas Bargains from Allen, Texas, as her pick for this one. She says, I asked her about it. She said, that's just my wild card pick. So be it. Uh, that's who she's taking. Richardson, it's interesting that Richardson is the uh, the top dog because we feel, I got to feel like people are going to throw away from him, but even I picked him. And nobody picked Furge, who's going to be the, on the other side of that in all likelihood. We were talking about this the other day at media availability. Um, I don't know if you – no, you weren't there. I mean, were I you? I don't, I, no, you were there. You were there. Okay. Uh, when we talked to Arnett. Um, yeah, yeah. We were talking about this, and, you know, last year a lot of people said, I think – I, I might have even said DeCameron Richardson last year mm-hmm. because I didn't think people would throw the ball to Forbes. Right. And Forbes still led the the team in, in interceptions. So, you know, I I went with DeCameron just because that's the guy right now that to me is the known commodity and I just don't know what else is going to happen in the secondary. Mm-hmm. I don't know if, if Ferg is even going to be the second corner. I, I don't know. Yeah. Carlos Nicholson's had a good run here the last week or so. I think Marcus Banks is a really interesting one. We've seen uh, safeties before at Mississippi State lead the team in interceptions. Um, you know, Mark McLaurin, I think, tied the school record or something mm-hmm. the uh, one year. So that's not – that that's not a stretch at all. I think, and he's a, a former cornerback, so he's got cornerback skills. I think that, to me, that would probably be my number two right. is Marcus Banks. Yeah, I, Banks would probably be my second pick as well. So, but Richardson is the is the favorite on, on this one. All right, MSU will they finish higher in total offense or total defense this season? D 
Defense won this one pretty easily. Only two picks for offense uh, from anybody, uh, from John Sokoloff and from Sammy Roebuck. Everybody else went defense. So give me an idea of where you think these two – I mean, State was – I forget where they were in total defense. I know they were six, or in the 60s in they total were, offense. I think they were fifth. Well, in the SEC, yeah. Oh, you mean nationally? Nationally, yeah. But, I mean uh, – They were top – well, I don't know about total defense, but they were top – I want to say they were top 50 in yards in pass in rush. Mm-hmm. So – very likely they were top 50. Yeah. You put two and two together there. Um, but, yeah, that's – I think they're going to be better. Mississippi State was 40th in total defense last year. And let me see if I can find total offense. Go ahead. Keep keep talking, though. Yeah, I mean, I think they're, I think they're going to be solid. I think they'll be a top 50 total defense. I think they'll be top five, top, oh. top eight again. It was closer than I thought, Robbie. They were 43rd in total offense last year. Interesting. So, but I still think def- I think defensively they have a, the opportunity to be like a top 30 team and then offensively top 40. Just so. It's just so many questions for me on offense right now. Yeah. A lot of times when you break in a new offense, there's that period where things are not meshing well for you. I mean, you're breaking everybody in. The offensive line's doing something different than they've done for three years. I mean, we saw how the air okay. raid translated okay. right away. I'm sorry, Robbie. I, I, this was not organized the way that I thought it was. I, I'm not sure what the original statistic was. State was 62nd in total offense a season ago. Yeah, I thought so. That Let me make sure even... on defense here about uh, where they were. They were still top 50. They were 35. So, yeah. so big gap. Yeah, okay. I, I, I knew they were in the 60s. That did not – I knew that was yeah. right. Okay. So, yeah, yeah, defense to me, just with what they bring back and the way that Zach Arnett coaches and the way that Matt Brock's going to coach, it just feels like it felt like a no-brainer to me. But Sokoloff and uh, Sammy Roebuck disagree. They think this, this offense is going to take some big strides forward here uh, in year uh, one of Kevin Barbet calling the shots. All right. Which game would you predict State to win, but they are most likely to lose? Real ones know the answer to this question. Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk know the answer to this question. It is always the Egg Bowl. Yes. I can state to win the Egg Bowl, but I would tell you that they're most likely to lose that. Uh, Stefan Krasnick agreed with us, as did Gracie Barra and Rivers Huey. Rivers Huey, a real one. She knows. She knows. She is a true state, state fan. There you go. All right. Uh, looking around the rest of the picks, South Carolina was a popular pick. That was the pick for – no, I'm looking at the wrong thing. I'm sorry. They were. They had two people. John Sokoloff and Sammy Roebuck said uh, South Carolina to the two TV folks, John and Sammy, very similar in their uh, their answers. Um, so they had South Carolina. Uh, Paul uh, and Steve both said Texas A and M. So they have State beating Texas A and M. They think that's hmm. one that they could lose. Uh, Justin Frommer went with Auburn, so he's got State beating Auburn, but he thinks that's one that they could lose. The unusual choice in this one was Cam Dyer, our friend young Cam. He said Arizona. He thinks they're going to lose that? No. He thinks they're going to win. They could lose. They're going to beat Arizona, but that's one that he thinks that State might be likely to lose. That's interesting. That, that, mm. that, that, that's his pick. For, you, know, you look at the, the seven wins that he's got. 
obviously he has state winning all, you know, you would think all their non-conference games and then probably three conference games, but Arizona is the one that stands out to him. That's an interesting pick for me. And then we'll wrap it up. What game do you think they're going to lose right now, but the, they could win? South Carolina got three choices, including my own. Uh, South Carolina was my pick, Stefan and Rivers Huey again. So Rivers and I agreed on the two games that could be wins, could be losses. Uh, Robbie went with Auburn, as did uh, Gracie Barra. Paul and Steve both went with LSU. Justin went with uh, Arkansas, as did uh, the Sock. And then uh, Texas A&M was the pick for Cam Dyer, and Sammy Roebuck went with Kentucky. So she has State uh, losing to Kentucky in her predictions, but she thinks State could win that game. There's like uh, four games that are like toss-ups for me. Mm-hmm. And the one that I feel like – I'm going back and forth on like, am I going to pick State versus Arkansas, mm-hmm. Auburn, South Carolina, A&M? Like the, those games are so crucial and they're all on the road. And I think the one that is – that I don't want to say easiest, but the one that I feel like the team that's the shakiest to me is Auburn. But I still think that State's going to lose that game right now just because it's so it's been so difficult for MSU to win there mm-hmm. um but they they have picked up a, a few wins over the you know last decade or so but I just uh, something about Hugh Freeze and Mississippi State and Auburn I just right now I'm not 100% sold on State going in there and winning but I do think they can win that game yeah, yeah Auburn is a tough place to play there's no question about that so We'll see how that that pans out. South Carolina for me, you know, I have State losing Alabama, LSU, obviously, and then I have them losing A and M, South Carolina. South Carolina is the A and M is very very talented. I know that. I feel like State and South Carolina are much more on the same playing field as far as talent goes. Now I know that talent hasn't gotten A and M very far. Mm-hmm. I just feel like A and M is going to finally put it together this year. Whereas with South Carolina, they're still a wild card, man. I, I still don't know quite what to make of them. Carolina's it's a tough place to play, but it's not the toughest place to play. Teams have gone in there and won before. So I'm just going to go with uh, with that win right now, or that game for Mississippi State. And I think State will lose, but they can win that game. There, there's, there's like four or five teams you can use, or maybe even six, yeah. that you can use on either one of those questions that you asked there at the end. You know what surprises me in this? There's no Ole Miss. So either no, nobody which I don't believe, nobody picked State to lose the Egg Bowl in this group, or nobody thinks State can beat Ole Miss. I am in the 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 uh, the I picked State to win the Egg Bowl, so it doesn't fit for me. Yeah, so you. But the rest of them either a they just think either we got all eleven of us saying State's winning the Egg Bowl, or some of us are saying they're losing the Egg Bowl and Ole Miss is just going to win it, and I'm not worried about it. That's interesting. Right. So, all right. So that is your 2023 media poll uh, for this season. Again, thanks to everybody who participated. I will uh, tweet out an article. I'll tweet out the links and the graphics and all that stuff a little later today. But thanks to all of my friends here on the MSU Beat uh, for doing that and Robbie. And so I appreciate it. No? You're just going to no-sell me on that one? Didn't deserve a response. Ah! <laughs> 
So, all right, let's move on into the second part of the show where we'll have a little bit more fun. And that's with our, our from our friends at the Mississippi Beef Council who want to remind you that beef, it's what's for dinner. This weekend and any weekend, if you're firing up the grill, nothing's going to beat the sizzle of beef. Guys, this week, by the way, at Kroger, tri-tip on sale. Get it. $4.99 a pound. Great deal. You can't beat that. And it's already trimmed, too, so there's, they saved you some work. Um, and that's just that's what we're talking about every time. Like it, it, The cuts of beef they have now, and, and it's just in my local Kroger are great. There's, there's skirt steak, there's flank steak, there's beef back ribs, there's flat iron steaks. These are great cuts. They're inexpensive, and they're delicious. Beef is the best value for your money, and, of course, it's the best tasting. So get on over to your your local grocery stores and your meat markets and your butcher shops and talk to those guys. Get some beef. Beef, it's what's for dinner thanks to our friends at the Mississippi Beef Council. Two Brothers Smoked Meats in the heart of the Cotton District is the place to find smoked southern soul food. They are up for the uh, Mississippi's Best Barbecue contest that our good friend Beastman Steve is running. So please be sure to vote for Two Brothers in that so they can get the uh, the use of that website, mississippisbestbarbecue.com. Because they're the best, best food that you're going to have here in Starkville. And don't forget also a Bulldog Initiative supporting business. So again, when you go into Two Brothers and you enjoy a great meal, you know that that money is headed back to your MSU athletes. It's in the heart of the Cotton District. It's smoked Southern soul food at Two Brothers Smoked Meats. Great products and great service is what every business likes to promise you. They've delivered it to you at Advantage Business Systems for 48 years. And when you're staying open that long, it means you have taken care of your customers. So when you need technology for your business, call Advantage Business Systems. And then if you need service, you just call them back. No 1-800 number, no call center, no out-of-state technicians, just Mississippi people taking care of Mississippi people. 601-362-9192 or visit them online, absms.com. Find out how Advantage Business Systems will help your business do business. The Collegiate Collection at the Rogue. That's where your new polo or pullover for this upcoming football season is waiting for you. Great styles, great name brands, fantastic service there at the Rogue. But most importantly, they have the logos you want. They have the state script. They have the M over S. They might have some new logos soon. Who knows? Who knows what's going on there? Nobody knows. So if you haven't already, check it out. You can shop at their famous store in Jackson, or you can shop online at therogue.com. Don't live the three-stripe life. Shop. At the road. All right. We got a good, uh, first off, again, I, I thank everybody who, who did this, but I really want to thank the alumni here because they had, they were under no obligation, right? If somebody on the MSU beat had turned down and been like, hey, I'm not going to do it, I would I would have I would have had some words for them. I'd been like, what the hell's wrong with you? Everybody else is doing it, but you're not. The alumni had no such uh, pretense, but they everybody I sent an invitation to said, yes, I'll do it. So let's let's jump right back in. This guy used to always be second on the list after me, but now, but now he's not. But he will be first today amongst the alumni. Bob Carskadden down there in St. Pete living up the good life. Some things have never changed for old Bob. Still pumping the sunshine. He went with nine and three. <laughs> so, Bob. Bob says nine and three, as does former WTVA sports uh, anchor Matt St. Jean. Eight and four is the prediction from our friend Mike Bonner, now up there in, in uh, Massachusetts, uh, covering politics up there now. Eight and four for Ben Portnoy at the state. Eight and four for Ooh. Ben Waite. 
who I believe is now the mayor of Etta, Mississippi at this point. Uh, eight and four from our old buddy Tom Ebel at WCBI Sports, who's now working uh, in uh, local government, of all things. Can you imagine? I wouldn't let that guy run anything. My gosh, it's hurting to live even more. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's not enough that you're a Jets and a Mets fan. Now you work <laughs> in politics. At least he has hard knocks to to keep him company. And Tom was kind enough to go ahead and give State the win in the bowl game, too. So he had him finishing nine and four. Uh, eight and nice. four for former WCBI anchor Chris Bolton. Appreciate that. Two more eight and fours. Theo DeRosa, the most recent member of this group, of the alumni group, now with MLB.com. He said he learned his lesson from when he had State winning five games yeah, a couple years ago. Never again. Eight and four for him. <laughs> and eight and four friend from our old Bulldog Sports Radio friend, the best producer in the game, Brooks Roberts. He went with eight and four as well. Wow. Yeah. They are way they're they're more that that group was way more positive than us. I've got more though. There's more. So two, three, seven, and five picks. One by our queen Courtney Robb, formerly of WCBI Sports. Yes. One by I think maybe the most well liked guy on the beat while he was here, and he wasn't technically on the MSU beat, but everybody loved David Brandt. Yes. So he he said seven and five, and then noted imbecile. Brett Hudson, also seven and five. Nice. Yeah. Two more picks. And it would be these Clarion Ledger guys. But Tyler Horka says six and six. And then Will Salmon went full heel and said five and seven. Oh, my goodness. Will. That, I'm going to be honest with you. Will is like the most even guy, even well measured guy. He's also a gambler. I know he bets on college football. Yeah, so like, that that gives me some pause. That you know, maybe he knows, but he you know he's up there in New York around all those national media types. What do they know? Covering the the Mets has melted his brain. That gold dust loving scoundrel. Uh, we do need to get him a, a Dustin Runnels cameo for his birthday <laughs> or for Christmas or something. <laughs> all right, everybody said yes on the Will Rogers question here including Horka, who wanted me to throw in that that will be a finding, a final and fitting tribute to Mike Leach to, to have the all-time. I got to look. I think if that happens, that Mike Leach might have the leading all-time passer in three conferences. Yeah. I, I got to double-check that. I'm not sure about the Pac-12. I'm sure about the Big 12. So they all really astounding. It was more no's than yes on the 1,000-yard rusher. Bonner, Hudson, Portnoy, Bolton all said 1,000. Yard rusher from SU. Everybody else, Salmon, Horka, Brant, Wait, Don. Oh, did I leave off Robbie Donahoe? I did. Robbie Donahoe did this poll. It's seven and five from uh, the former from the former WCBI uh, TV anchor. But he's a no on the 1,000 yards. Tom Ebel, no. Courtney Robb, no. Matt St. Jean, Bob, Theo, and Brooks all say no as well. A lot of uh, debate here on the uh, interceptions. I thought the two best answers were from Mike Bonner and from uh, Bob Karskad. Bob is actually 100%. Bob's going to be right. I'll just go ahead and tell you because he picked Will Rogers. Will Rogers will have the most interceptions of anybody on, <laughs> on, on this team this year. No question in my mind. No That's question. That's funny. If, he actually he, he did. He, he picked, picked Will Rogers. Rogers. I'm like, I'll tell you what, if, if, he's, if he's wrong, then, then somebody's going with like the fifth pick in the draft because they had 10 picks. 
this that's, year. That's hilarious. And then Mike Bonner, who covers politics in the Northeast now and is not a Mississippi State fan, he picked Will Redmond. He's like, I have no idea who's in the secondary <laughs> for Mississippi State. <laughs> so, that'll work. Oh, oh my gosh. Uh, DeCamerian Richardson was picked by David Brandt, Ben Waite, Courtney Robb, and Theo DeRosa. Marcus Banks by Brooks Roberts, Tom Ebel, and Tyler Horka. Will Salmon went with Sean Preston. I think he picked Preston because that's the only player who's still here from when he covered the team. Right. That's I think a, Preston was on that team. He just went there like, who do I know on here? Yeah. Oh, Sean Preston, I remember him. Portnoy also went with Sean Preston. Uh, Chris Bolton went with DeCarlos Nicholson. He said shout-out to the 601. Uh, Brett Hudson and Robbie Donahoe both went with Asias Furge. As their guy, and then the real the, we have another wild card, but this one's not nearly as wild. But Matt St. Jean went with Buki Watson. Ooh, interesting. That's interesting. Yeah, but when the linebackers get picks, those turn into pick sixes because that's usually where if, if a linebacker is getting a pick, there's usually a good return. Very rarely do they get tackled immediately. So because that's usually a pick that's a bad throw that it, like you didn't see the linebacker there and he's just standing there by himself. It would be a it would be a huge improvement for Nate Watson who has one career interception. Well, we'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. Will Rogers is, is the correct answer though. Good job, Bob. That, that's that. funny. Bob's right. always thinking deeper than the rest of us. That's right. All right, a good split here: offense, defense. Let's just go through it. Bonner, Wait, Ebel, all said offense. Oh, it's not as good as I thought. I must have misread that. Those three guys said total offense. Everybody else goes total defense. Uh, the game, the, uh, this is where there's a lot of, of debate on these next two final questions, right? So we'll just go through everybody here. Uh, Mike Bonner on the game, he, I've got state winning, but they could lose. Bonner says Arkansas. Again, Will Salmon, full heel. He went Southern Miss. <laughs> You know, this guy like did nothing at Mississippi State when he was here to piss anybody off. He he probably did as well as anybody at the Clarion Ledger of like towing the line. Mm-hmm. Like he very rarely wrote anything negative. Yeah. Well, he's a great he, writer. He was, I mean, the guy's a fantastic writer. And- well, no, I mean like not not like the yeah. not, not like that. Like he never wrote anything about No, he was never super controversial. Yeah, yeah, and he he knew exactly what to do to be on everybody's good side. Now he's turned into and now he's man. just like, it was me all along. Plant the seeds of treachery, damn it! <laughs> so yeah, Southern Miss will come on. <laughs> uh, Tyler Horkins says Auburn, Hudson's Brett Hudson, Arkansas, Kentucky is the pick for both Ben Portnoy and David Brandt. Uh, ben Waite says South Carolina, as does Chris Bolton. And uh, Bob Carscad. Texas A&M is the pick for Robbie Donahoe and Tom Ebel. Uh, Ole Miss, Courtney Robb and Theo DeRosa are real ones. They know. They know. They both took the Rebels. And oh, Matt St. Jean also went with Arkansas as well. So those are those, are those predictions. And then the other way around, who do you think is going to... Uh, What's the word I'm looking for here? The state's going to lose, but you think they could win. Here's where Ole Miss shows up three times. Uh, Salmon. So Salmon picks state to lose the Egg Bowl. He really embraced wow. it. He really turned on us. This this is up there. He just threw us through the barbershop window. That's what just How happened. disappointing. 
What an act of cowardism by Salmon. Uh, he's got the Egg Bowl, as did uh, Brett Hudson, who, again, is a noted imbecile, and David Brandt. Come on, David. David! Why would you do that to us? Mike Bonner says South Carolina. Tyler Horka says Arkansas, so he's got State losing to the Hogs. Uh, ben Portnoy goes with, of course, he goes with South Carolina. He's been homered. He's been he's been indoctrinated up there. Uh, who's this with Texas A&M? Ben Waite says Texas A&M. Donahoe goes Auburn. Ebel goes Arkansas. Courtney Robb says South Carolina as well, so she and I had the same. Okay, so this is how Courtney Robb and I always had a good bond. We were like a, a big brother, little sister kind of thing. The only thing we said differently was one game on our picks. She said seven to five, and I said eight and four. Everything else was exactly the same. Hmm. That's my queen right there. That's uh, interesting. Chris Bolton. Here we go. Chris Bolton drumming up discussion. Game states likely to lose, but could could pop most likely to win. Alabama. Whoa. Yeah. Hello. So he's just not. I guess he's just not high on the Crimson Tide this year. Kind of the same thing with Matt St. Jean. He picked he picked LSU, and then Bob. No, I'm sorry. No, am I reading this wrong? Hold on, I may be reading this wrong. I am reading this wrong. Uh, Chris went Texas A&M. It was Matt who went with Alabama. Bob goes with LSU, and then Theo and Brooks both went with Arkansas. So those are your okay. alumni picks, but we have one more thing. I asked each of the alums to send me what they missed the most about Starkville, Mississippi. About oh Mississippi. no! So what is Will Salmon going to say? Nothing. He's he's got a good, good answer. Uh, Matt St. Jean says I will miss being on the field and listening to "For Whom the Bell Tolls" and the cowbells. That was Goosebump City for him. He said, "That's a good answer." That's a great answer. Robbie Donahoe, Brian, you don't have enough space to fit in everything I miss about Starkville. Well, you probably do. This is is all digital. But if I could pick one thing I miss the most, it's the people. Being able to stop in a Starkville cafe and have a conversation with a person I hadn't seen in months or swing by Strange Brew and say hi to friends while sipping on an albino squirrel. Starkville is truly about how special the people are there. Also, it's apparent I miss the food and the eating establishments as well. Love y'all. That's a good answer there from Robbie. What a nice guy. He's a great guy. Robbie Donahoe, literally one of the nicest people I have ever met. Uh, Tom Ebel says, I miss the people and the food. Miss being surrounded by some of the greatest people in barbecue on planet Earth. Thank you, Tom. Uh, Chris Bolton. Wait, hold on. Did he send me a second? Oh, uh, I miss you guys the most. The MSU Starkville beat is one of a kind. Got to throw two brothers smoked meats in there, too. That's what you call good barbecue. My man knows. Theo. I miss our I miss our old WCBI folks, though. I love oh, our, our current setup Current ones well. are great, too, yeah. Theo says, what I miss the I most about Starkville is Duty Noble and the baseball game day atmosphere. Theo is a baseball guy through and through. Yep. He's doing right now. This means we're working with, uh, with MLB. Uh, Bob. What do I miss the most about Starkville other than friends and family? Hi, Mom. It's a tie between crawfish dip, smoked wings, and $3 beers. I get it. There we go. Yeah. Tyler says, I miss sitting down at a local joint and shooting the, you know what, with my dad, Brian Haydad. I miss you too, buddy. <laughs> um, 
Courtney says she misses the people and the carne asada tacos at Uno Mas. They are good. Yes. Uh, got a couple more here. Brooks just said the local restaurants. Way to, way to get specific, Brooks. Come on, man. Uh, let's see here. I got a couple more here. I'm trying to find. Uh, I know, right? Brett Hudson said he misses the outfield at baseball games and two brothers. See, Brett Hudson, I give him a lot of crap, but he knows. He's a, he's a good guy. David Brandt says he misses dinner and, and drinks with friends at restaurant Tyler, hanging in the Cotton District with all the other riders during NCAA tournament time, and Hunter Cloud walking into the baseball press box with a giant cowboy hat and everyone else playfully roasting him. <laughs> I will never forget the day he and walked in. And a poncho. The poncho on top of that. He had a cloak on. What the heck? One of the funniest days ever. Uh, ben Portnoy, did he not answer the alumni question? Damn it, son. <laughs> uh, ben Waite says his answer was, I miss the guys on the beat and the camaraderie we shared, no matter if it was waiting on football players or watching a baseball game. That's we, true. It, it's true. That, that, time, that time during the you know, 2013, 2014, I first came on the beat and I actually worked with Ben for a little bit at the Starfield Daily News. And... When we had those nights in the press room, waiting on players, those were some of the funniest like times that we could have. And then inside the old the Noble press box, yeah. like during those long games, I'm sitting next to Ben, him and Uncle Dave just roasting each other back and forth. We're yelling at you down there in front of us. I mean, oh, yeah. the press box will never be, it's never gonna as be like funny that. as it was during that time frame, ever. No, I agree. I agree. Uh, Bonner skipped the alumni question. Come on, my friend, Mike Bonner. But Will Salmon has the best answer. And ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to say a curse word here. So just go ahead and prepare yourselves, prepare your young children. You need to mute it right here. You need to do it right now. He said he misses the batshit drama. It's true. Does he mean on the beat, or does he mean at Mississippi State? I think he might mean both. I'll be totally honest with you. So that's good stuff, guys. I can't tell you how much fun it was to get all these old responses from our from our old friends. Really enjoyed it, and really enjoyed bringing you this poll. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Feel free to bookmark it, save it, and come back at the end of the year if we're wrong. You're more than welcome to roast all of us, especially Will Salmon when State gets their 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 eighth win this year. You feel free to tweet at him. You tell him I sent you. You tell him Brian Haydad sent you to tweet at him. So uh, this week, another week of practice going to the books. SEC preview, the Ole Miss Rebels. What do we think is going to happen in Oxford this year? Then we've got uh, opponent preview. We'll talk Arizona this week, so that'll be fun. And uh, some more good stuff as well. Guys, have a great weekend. Robbie and I will be back with you on Monday. For Robbie Falk, I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.